Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Acts chapter 7, starting in verse 1 and going all the way to verse 53. Let me just refresh you on where we're at in this story. Stephen was a follower of Jesus who served the faith family, and God the Holy Spirit filled and empowered Stephen to do miracles and signs. The religious leaders debated with Stephen, and they challenged him about Jesus, but they could not stand up against his God-given wisdom and spirit. And so the religious leaders trumped up some false charges against Stephen, saying that he was speaking out against God's commands, against their famed leader Moses, and against God's temple. And so thanks to these lies and these false witnesses, they brought Stephen to trial. Now we get to listen in to Stephen's response, and in it, he walks through the story of the Jewish scriptures, the Old Testament. So let's listen in. Then the high priest asked Stephen, are these accusations true? And this was Stephen's reply. Brothers and fathers, listen to me. Our glorious God appeared to our ancestor Abraham in Mesopotamia before he settled in Haran. God told him, leave your native land and your relatives and come into the land that I will show you. So Abraham left the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran until his father died. Then God brought him here to the land where you now live. But God gave him no inheritance here, not even one square foot of land. God did promise, however, that eventually the whole land would belong to Abraham and his descendants, even though he had no children yet. God also told him that his descendants would live in a foreign land where they would be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, God said, and in the end they will come out and worship me here in this place. God also gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision at that time. So when Abraham became the father of Isaac, he circumcised him on the eighth day. And the practice was continued when Isaac became the father of Jacob and when Jacob became the father of the 12 patriarchs of the Israelite nation. These patriarchs were jealous of their brother Joseph and they sold him to be a slave in Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. And God gave him favor before Pharaoh king of Egypt. God also gave Joseph unusual wisdom so that Pharaoh appointed him governor over all of Egypt and put him in charge of the palace. But a famine came upon Egypt and Canaan. There was great misery and our ancestors ran out of food. Jacob heard that there was still grain in Egypt so he sent his sons, our ancestors, to buy some. The second time they went, Joseph revealed his identity to his brothers and they were introduced to Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent for his father Jacob and all his relatives to come to Egypt, 75 persons in all. So Jacob went to Egypt. He died there, as did our ancestors. Their bodies were taken to Shechem and buried in the tomb Abraham had bought for certain price from Hamor's sons in Shechem. As the time drew near, when God would fulfill his promise to Abraham, the number of our people in Egypt greatly increased. But then a new king came to the throne of Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph. This king exploited our people and oppressed them, forcing parents to abandon their newborn babies so they would die. At that time, Moses was born, a beautiful child in God's eyes. His parents cared for him at home for three months. When they had to abandon him, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and raised him as her own son. Moses was taught all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was powerful in both speech and action. One day, when Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his relatives, the people of Israel. 
he saw an Egyptian mistreating an Israelite. So Moses came to the man's defense and avenged him, killing the Egyptian. Moses assumed his fellow Israelites would realize that God had sent him to rescue them, but they didn't. The next day he visited them again and saw two men of Israel fighting. He tried to be a peacemaker. Men, he said, you are brothers. Why are you fighting against each other? But the man in the wrong pushed Moses aside. Who made you a ruler and judge over us, he asked. Are you going to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? When Moses heard that, he fled the country and lived as a foreigner in the land of Midian. There his two sons were born. Forty years later, in the desert near Mount Sinai, an angel appeared to Moses in the flame of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. And as he went to take a closer look, the voice of the Lord called out to him, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses shook with terror and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groans, and I've come down to rescue them. Now go, for I am sending you back to Egypt. And so God sent back the same man his people had previously rejected, when they demanded, who made you a ruler and judge over us? Through the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush, God sent Moses to be their ruler and savior. And by means of many wonders and miraculous signs, he led them out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, and through the wilderness for 40 years. Moses himself told the people of Israel, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. Moses was with our ancestors, the assembly of God's people in the wilderness, when the angel spoke to him at Mount Sinai. And there Moses received life-giving words to pass on to us. But our ancestors refused to listen to Moses. They rejected him. They wanted to return to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us some gods who can lead us, for we don't know what's become of this Moses who brought us out of Egypt. So they made an idol shaped like a calf, and they sacrificed to it and celebrated over this thing they had made. Then God turned away from them and abandoned them to serve the stars of heaven as their gods. In the book of the prophets, it's written, Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during those 40 years in the wilderness, Israel? No, you carried your pagan gods, the shrine of Moloch, the star of your god, Raphan, the images you made to worship them, so I will send you into exile as far away as Babylon. Our ancestors carried the tabernacle with them through the wilderness. It was constructed according to the plan God had shown to Moses. Years later, when Joshua led our ancestors in battle against the nations that God drove out of this land, the tabernacle was taken with them into their new territory, and it stayed there until the time of King David. David found favor with God and asked for the privilege of building a permanent temple for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who actually built it. However, the Most High doesn't live in temples made by human hands. As the prophet says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Could you build me a temple as good as that? Asked the Lord. Could you build me such a resting place? Didn't my hands make both heaven and earth? You stubborn people, you're heathen at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That's what your ancestors did, and so do you. Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. 
They even killed the ones who predicted the coming of the righteous one, the Messiah, whom you betrayed and murdered. You deliberately disobeyed God's law, even though you received it from the hands of angels. What an incredible speech and defense by Stephen. Again, remember, the accusations against Stephen were that he was speaking out against Moses and against the commands God gave to him for the people. Uh, as well as some other accusation. But Stephen here answers the charge by telling the big story of Israel, and he speaks about Moses and how Moses said that there would come a day when God would raise up a prophet like him, like Moses, from among the people. Stephen makes it clear that the people resisted and rejected Moses when he was trying to lead them in God's way. And now these religious leaders are rejecting Jesus the one that Moses promised was to come. What is Stephen doing through this story and these closing accusations? He is showing through their entire history that they have worked against God and now they're doing it again. Stephen wasn't the one opposing Moses and what he said. It was now the religious leaders, in fact, who were proud and disobedient in opposing Moses and his words. How? By opposing Jesus. By opposing Jesus, they are the ones opposing the work of God, the guidance of God, the commands of God. They're opposing Moses. And so the tables have turned, and Stephen now passionately puts the accusation onto the religious leaders, onto his accusers. This is where Stephen's defense speech ends, because he's interrupted. He's interrupted by the religious leaders, and in our next audio devotional, we're going to find out the religious leader's response and what happens to Stephen. But today, um, a question has emerged for me as I listened and read through Stephen's speech. And this question keeps ringing in my ears. Do I resist the Holy Spirit? Do I resist the Holy Spirit? Do I resist the guidance of God? The religious leaders were unwilling to humble themselves and follow the lead of the Spirit of God and his work. And the question for us today is, where do we find ourselves unwilling to submit to God, avoiding obedience, and hardening our hearts with pride? Where is God leading us? And are we open and eager to follow in his way. The Holy Spirit brings conviction, gives guidance, leads us to life. And so will we today humble ourselves and hear the Spirit's voice and understand his guidance, and will we follow? And so today, what is God saying to you? Where is the Holy Spirit leading you, speaking to you? And what will be your response? Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would speak to us today and reveal to us where we can follow your lead. And would you soften our hearts? Would you make us open to hearing your voice and to submitting to you and following you into life? And so reveal those things to us today 
And thank you for your patience. Thank you for your forgiveness for the times in which we try to go our own way. But would you lead us to life, God, today? Speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.